Dreams roiled in Aragon's mind, breeding and living by their own laws. Book 1, Aragon, Chapter 12, Death Watch. Welcome to Aragon and Back Again, a podcast where we explore Christopher Paolini's inheritance cycle, one chapter at a time. I'm Lucy Hart. And I'm Darian Smart. And and it continues. And it continues with a freaking chapter called Death Watch. Death Watch. It's just that tone, that gloomy tone just yeah. continues. Gotta shout out Paolini, because these are these are some top just top notch. tier names. Strangers in Carvajal, Flight of Destiny, a Doom of In- the Doom of Innocence, Death Watch. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Hitting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but before we get into it, yes, we gotta get into some sparse. So we've we decided, listeners, as you, yes. we discussed last episode, we will continue to call this segment the sparks of inspiration. Yes, because upon discussion, the geodes are the thing that you have created through the inspiration. Yep, through the spark. Yep. So, loose, if you will. Okay. Yeah. So, like going off that, like my spark of in. Uh, in creation is what well, I would. okay I mean I mean no that makes sense for That's the thing you're about bit, to the, what you're yeah. about to talk about yeah no that does make sense me, why your brain did that my spark of cre- your light your light of creation my perhaps? light of creation yes um Should so we my, call it the light of creation my, the light of creation oh my gosh uh, so my spark of inspiration I'm going to talk about the podcast called the Adventure Zone can't and believe you're bringing it up as yes. a spark of inspiration before I am absolutely. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you're the one that was like, listen, listen, listen. And I was like, nah, 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 and you're nah, the one that was like, nah, nah. I like it, but I don't think I don't know if it'll be my favorite. And then my, I and finished then you it. Finish it, and, and I'm like, oh, wow. okay, never mind. No spoilers. <laughs> Absolutely, y'all um, should listen. If you're fantasies, you should listen to this. It, Taz is great, and it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, but when mm-hmm. I first listened to it. I finished, there's like different arcs. It's kind of, it's interesting how they do it. Uh, But I finished Taz Balance. Mm -hmm. um, And that was the one that inspired me to create my geode, which is my book. Mm -hmm. And it basically like, I reveled in the, like I, when I, before listening to Taz, I struggled with trying to create like old timey, I don't know if I would explain that, like Like language. Like high fantasy. Like high fantasy, like Lord of the Rings language set in that time. Because I liked writing in that time. I like writing in like Dungeons and Dragon era, uh, the whole nine yards. And, but I struggled with the language. And then I listened to Taz and I was like, why can't I write a setting where it is set in like Dungeons and Dragons high fantasy esque, but they just talk like we do. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, just like do that. I think that's fine. Fabulous. Uh and so that's it kind of came from that. And then it also just like really inspired me of doing all of like the 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 like fantasy characters and the fantasy setting and the fantasy story. And it led me to write a book which I am going to split into two. I think. Ooh. And so I've basically written two books, but now I just have to really go back through and polish my geode because, geode. oh my gosh, I have cracked open the Doesn't rock and I have perfect. taken it out. It just has to be real. Yep. And so I need to, uh, I'm definitely in the polishing state and that can be really, really tricky, especially mm-hmm. with the writing gig that like sapped me of all of my energy and my mm-hmm. writing interesting, inspiration. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> but now I've gotten back into it. And I'm, as I mentioned, like last episode, like I've, I've gotten into a uh like writing boot camp and that really helped inspire me and i feel like if i follow like what i've learned in that it'll help me continue 
uh, my writing and yeah. like do all these things. So I'm I'm very excited and looking forward to, but that is my inspiration. And if y'all haven't listened to it, I definitely recommend. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually did adapt it into a graphic novel. Yes. So um, if you're more into graphic, I mean, you're listening to podcasts right yeah. now. Yeah. Actual play podcasts are different. Yeah. Graphic so novel like, series. Sorry, I'll let you. Oh, no, no, you're good. No, yeah. So the graphic novel series is absolutely amazing. Such a good at One of the best adaptations one of the, right one of, up there next to Good Omens season absolutely. one. Absolutely. Like, it's so good. And it's just like, I'm, without going too much into detail or, or like spoilers or anything, mm-hmm. but the Taz Balance podcast, like, they didn't know how it was going to end when they started it. Uh-huh. And the graphic novel, they went As into it knowing mm-hmm. how it was going to end. So they could have... And who they the characters could, were. And who the characters were and how they could do this. So they had the ability to add these little, like, breadcrumbs if you will mm-hmm. throughout the graphic novel that just isn't there in the podcast because they yeah. didn't know how it was like what what did griffin say like crystal kingdom is when he finally kind of nailed it i think yeah, that was like, when this is what it's yeah about. So and so that was like that's like four arcs in yeah it's i think he's like had he's like he's i think he's like i had a big idea once we decided we knew we were going to do our own thing but crystal kingdoms when he's like oh i gotta really start to like lay the groundwork otherwise it's gonna be nonsense which yeah for real for real for yeah. real yeah but i love how like i think my example for the the like honestly like podcast great so good so good 100 funny humor it's such a good experience it's so good but like oh the graphic novels so good the graphic novels like, are so good one of the players justin mcelroy his character is taco and like he's trying to like you're figuring out you're playing a game you're trying to who your character is and early on he's like i've decided taco is an idiot yeah so he plays the, the character like that for a while and then you get into the like murder, murder on, on the, the orient express murder on the rockport limited well, it's based oh. on murder on the orient yeah, express yeah, yeah, the yeah, original yeah. train murder but yet yeah, murder on the rockport limited is the name of the arc and it's the train who done it murder mystery yeah and he's trying to play this character as an idiot who has no idea what's going on yep but justin the player very quickly realizes he's maybe the only one who knows how to play this damned game <laughs> With his brother and his father, yep. who have no idea. And so all of a sudden, Taco has to become very in, like ingenious, very like witty and clever, yep. so they can drive the plot forward. Great. Yeah. So good. Lots lots and lots of sparks of inspiration. Oh, yeah. 100%. From it's mm-hmm. really good. So definitely recommend. I would. I feel like I'm biased. I, like, I would listen to it first and then mm-hmm, read it, mm-hmm. but I'm also very biased because that's how I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think either way, both are really good experiences. Yes. And Carrie Peach just does such a good oh, fucking job. Is. Like So uh, skilled, so, so talented. I'm so excited to yeah. see certain characters. Oh, like yeah. Adult. Like 11th Hour so, is coming out next year. or Suffering Game. Suffering Suffering game. That's right. 11th came out. Right? Yeah. 11th hour came out. I'm like looking, looking at 11th at my hour. Yes, so that was like yeah. So 11th hour like came out. Uh, so suffering game is coming up, and mm-hmm. I am so excited. So 100 percent. Like definitely give it a read. Yep, very good. A read and or listen, listeners. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Uh, my spark of inspiration is also one that directly resulted in the creation of a geode. So this one is specifically an animatic created by. Uh, their username on Instagram is Lizard B Rain, and it is uh, an animatic of the, one of their OCs. I don't know these characters at all. I could not tell you their names, but I could tell you a lot about them based on just this scene, which is an animatic done to the song "Something Just Like This" by the Chainsmokers. It's so good. So good. 
It's so good. And you see these two young men, and they are on the run, and you see, oh, cops are coming. One of them, like, ducks back, pulls, pins the other one against, keeps his, like, covers his mouth, like, oh, hide. And they're, like, waiting for the cops to go by, like, where are they going to get caught? Because it, like, opens with one of their wanted posters. And then as soon as, like, they go away, they stare at each other in this tense moment, and then they just start laughing. And the scene, like, cuts, and they're it's sitting. It's so good. And the one of them, like, opens a soda to, and takes a drink and hands it to the other who sees that his companion's knuckles are badly scraped up for where he had pinned him against the wall and you're like oh god it's so much like gently like takes his partner's hand and like kisses his knuckles and like the deep affection and love and care I just like it made my heart break something so beautiful I watched it like six times it was it just yeah it, it got me so I like for the first time in in ages like I Mentioned briefly last episode how I have not been able to like write in like 18 months almost and how like the writing camp helped a lot with that. But honestly, like this video is like the first thing where I finally committed. I'm like, okay, to hell with that. I want these characters who've been living in my head for so long. Like, let's go. And I just sat down and wrote just several pages of them interacting. And I don't even know if this is going to go in to the draft or be anything, but mm -hmm. it was just them and fleshing it out and figuring it out and it was nice no that's it really was good. really nice to have a geode again and yeah. after not having one for such a long time mm -hmm. anyway any that odd moment of vulnerability aside <laughs> now on to death watch on to death watch oh aragon played by fever james finally wakes to find himself in the home of gertrude the town healer Two days have passed since he and Sephira pulled Garo from the wreckage of the farm. Aragorn is recovering, but Garo is still in a bad state. His fever persists, and his wounds will not close. Aragorn and Gertrude go to Horse home, where Garo is. Horse asks Aragorn for an explanation, and Aragorn claims that the home was attacked while he was out doing chores, that he saw nothing, and that his own injuries were from retrieving Garo. He also implies that the strangers took the stone. Horse's son set out to give Rowan the bad news. Sephira checks on Aragon, and they agree that she will stay hidden until Garo recovers. Before he falls asleep that evening, Gertrude tells Aragon that Garo's fever has broken, and there is hope for him to recover. So I want to talk about Star Wars. Okay. For a hot second. Yeah, do it. So in Star Wars, there's, like, this scene happens in Star Wars. Ooh. Like, basically, in, in A New Hope, while Luke is speaking to Obi-Wan, mm -hmm. when he's not at home, his home is attacked by stormtroopers and his aunt and uncle are killed. Yeah. And he goes back, finds their charred skeletons. Yep. Already gone. And then thus immediately sets off for the adventure. Yep. And when you watch it, it's oddly quick. Like, all, like Ar Aragon. Luke is uh, distressed, clearly. Yeah. But not for very long. Yeah. Mentions his aunt or uncle ever again in them. They yeah. don't come up. These people who raised him, yeah, just don't come up again. Uh, this will not be the first, the last time I mention uh, Star Wars. So I will say it is obviously, and I'm not saying Star Wars is the only movie that has that thing, but yeah. very much like taking that very like iconic hero adventure fantasy story thing of, and and like I said. Taking inspiration and making it your own. Yeah. Because this sequence does what the death of his the aunt and uncle in Star Wars just don't do. Yeah. Which is make me think Luke cared about them. Yeah. 
Like, or make me care about their flight or really anything. It's just like, oh, Stormtrooper. Really, what it actually does is free Luke up to be able to go on a grand adventure. Like, yeah. that's really what the death does there. Yeah. And so I just like the like returning home after being gone, seeing the danger, the yep. damage, and also the fact that, oh, Un- Uncle Garo isn't dead yet. Yeah. And the agony of guilt and 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 hope and fear yep it's it's very well crafted yeah very excellent crafted. it's it's aragon whereas luke doesn't we don't see luke sit with it we are seeing aragon sit with the weight of what had happened yes exactly luke just jumps on uh the millennium falcon and bounces <laughs> yeah aragon has to deal with the consequences of not being yep. home yep so this fever dream of though wild it's wild, and I don't know if we can talk about it any more than that. Okay. <laughs> well, I know I can't. You can't. I can't talk about it any more than that because mm-hmm. uh, I've I've read this series several times. So we'll skip the dream. I'm sure we'll circle back. Okay, and it's a wild dream. It is on, a wild a, dream. There's a beach. There's people and horses. There's a ship. It moves without oar sail. One man did not board the ship. He had a long, aching cry. The vision clouded, but just before it disappeared, Aragorn glimpsed two dragons in the sky. It's, it's in, I will say, it is interesting in the fact that we're like, that is pretty weird. Yeah. Like, that's a weird dream. Mm-hmm. Feels prophetic, one would almost say. Yes. <laughs> we can say that. It's the genre. It's the genre. It's, that's not it's, a spoil. It's a genre. It is, it is a very, I I like because I remember I think I read it the first time and I was like, "What the hell did I just read?" And I promptly forgot about it. Yep. Like the moment after I read it, <laughs> which I think mm-hmm. is like the best kind of prophetic kind of thing. Where yeah, it's, like, it's not like it what was that about? Yeah, it doesn't that... necessarily. Because it's sit... not important right now. Yeah, it's just and it's weird. And it's also in like how you said it's described as a fever dream. Yeah. So, but so, but Aragon wakes up and he is at. Gertrude's. Gertrude's, thank you. Yep. Who's the local healer. He tries to contact Safira, but she's too far away. Yep. So he's like, I just hope she's safe. What happened to Brom? I wonder. Uh, at least Brom got me to Carvajal. I wonder what happened to him. There was all that blood. I also really like the... Honestly, I think it's a little bit of inspiration here. I think Paolini's way of describing things, mm-hmm. like how Aragon comes out of unconsciousness that's a lot of how I would describe yeah. someone coming out of so I'm like I'm like I'm wondering even like I'm like maybe that's why I do that is because mm. I was so inspired by by how Paulini just described Aragon and this isn't like there's a lot of instances where people like wake up to the sound of something else and I think like that's I don't know if that's like cliche yeah so I just I really like the way the like slowness of it because we again it, it, Paulini does such a good job I guess what I'm trying to say is Paulini does such a good job of going like action, 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 slow. Yeah. And then taking his time in that area and then building and building and building. And then it's action, 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 action. And then it goes back down and then we're in the slow and slow. So it's like pacing. Yeah. It's does such a good job and we can take it all in as well. Yeah. So really like that. Anyway, continue. please. Oh, yeah. No, it's really. No, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's a good thing to reflect on. Gertrude is like, (laughs) I like how she's described. She's like. You know, she was knitting when Aragon woke up. I think she fell asleep while knitting. Yeah, her head lolled, eyes closed. Uh, when he, Aragon like sits up, Gertrude stirred and opened her sparkling eyes. Oh, she said, "You're awake. Good." Her voice was rich and warm. How do you feel? What a good. That's a great description for a yeah. healer. Sparkling eyes, rich and warm voice. I trust her immediately. Yeah, just like super kind and gentle and all mm. the things. 
So, of course, Aragon is immediately like, where's Garo? Yep. Over at Horst, there wasn't enough room to keep you both here. And let me tell you, it kept me on my toes having to run back and forth, checking to see if you two were all right. And so I highlighted that first thing about Garo being at Horst's. And my note is, why wouldn't the more injured person be at the healers? Yeah. That would make more sense. Yeah. And she talks about how... uh, He's not doing good. His fever, he has a fever that refuses to break and his injuries aren't healing. And honestly, I'm like, it was reflecting, I'm like, the only reason you wouldn't have the more injured person directly with the healer is if you were wanting to make sure at least one of them lived. Yeah. And that's like my takeaway is that like they saw them too and like they're like, if they both need immediate care. I don't know. I, I that's that was my only like reason is like it's, if there's like they're like they're not like not like oh well lost cause because clearly she's been running back and forth and doing what yeah. she can but like why then not have Garo there and Aragon being looked after at horse it's yeah like, it's maybe because like I said there was more of a chance for Aragon if he got the most care than there was yeah. for Garo and they may lose them both if Aragon didn't yeah that's I mean that's also really true I think like I think that is an interesting take too because it also is like. It's, I also, like, I, it, I feel like it would make more sense if Gera was at the healers, mm-hmm. because like you said, he is injured. Like, Aragon is also injured, and he's got those, like, really big, like, his skin was mm-hmm. shaved off, and basically. And he's got, like, exposure yeah. and exhaustion. Yeah, absolutely. And so they're, and I'm pretty, like, Aragon had a fever, too, and yeah. they're both really bad. I just, like, in my brain, like, if I were writing this, I feel like I would put Garo with the healers. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, Aragon is younger. He has yeah. a better chance to bouncing back, whereas Garo does not. Mm-hmm. But. Exactly. So that's why I was like, why? Like, that is, is it just to introduce us to Gertrude? Like, that would be yeah. weird. So that's why I think it is supposed to be an indication that they there was a a a, a, um, a critical assessment taken of yeah. who should what investments would be made to be most likely to pay off yep and it was decided that more investment in aragon was more likely to to pay off than more investment in garo yep but that doesn't mean they're not caring for garo he's that horse wow love horse yeah Such a horse, big fan of horse yeah wow and then we get to meet the rest of his family yeah they're oh. all really good uh we do learn that aragon has been unconscious for two days he yep. thinks about his last meal was four mornings ago at breakfast when rowan left oh my god yeah aragon. i also feel like that that would be like that's why i feel so hungry mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> well, bad. but it, second thought safira has been on her own this entire time i hope she's all right yep Yep, and then and then the questions start. Mm-hmm. Your barn was burned down. Is that how Garrow was injured? And then Aragon has to admit that he wasn't there. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, but he's like, I wasn't there, and Emilia's like, Well, no matter. I'm sure it'll get untangled. Yep, she resumes knitting. Yep, <laughs> ha ha, that's quite the scar on your palm. And he goes, Oh crap! <laughs> how did you get it? I've had it. Oh, I have an interesting thought about this. Yeah, continue. So he just says like. Several possible answers came to mind. He chose the simplest one. I've had it ever since I can remember. I never asked Garrow where it came from. Hmm. The hmm. silence room. I highlighted this. Hmm. The silence remained unbroken and the soup reached a broiling point. So I have a theory. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say I have a theory like this because I feel like it's not too far to get to this from just that. Uh-huh. Is Gertrude is the healer. Yeah. And when... Someone is having a baby. You would expect that the healer would go to that birth. Yeah. And so 
she asking about how'd you get that scar and him going, oh, I've had it ever since I can remember. And she goes, hmm, where she's like, I don't believe you yeah. because I helped birth you yeah, and you yeah. didn't have that when you were born. Oh, it's a scar. Like, <laughs> so she knows it's not a birthmark. Yeah. And she's like, mm, that's a, that's like, that's quite a scar you had there. Yeah. Why, if you had an injury that that would leave that kind of scar, why? Why was the healer never consulted? Yeah. Like, even or when you even happen like, to be in town, like, like I never asked Garrow where it came from. Like, why didn't Garrow? I feel like that would have been like little, like friggin', I even know that the scar on my lip is when I was a little kid running around. I tripped and fell and bit my lip. Like Aww, it's just, <laughs> it's just like when when there's weird scars. Your family just talks about them. Yeah. And so it's like, that's also interesting. I never asked Garrow. Like, Garrow never told him about that. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be the case? So that was like my thought where I was like, hmm, Aragon, mm. you keep lying and you think you're getting away yeah, with you're this not, stuff. Yeah, you really, Aragon. <laughs> it does suggest, like, does Aragon underestimate those around him? Yeah. Like, is that what it is? Like, it he's might like, be. Bro, I'm like, I can just lie about this, Gertrude. Yeah, I can just lie to the town healer about where this scar came from. Yeah. And I don't think that's Aragon being, like, dismissive of others, but, like, maybe demonstrating a lack of, like, social uh, navigational skills. Yeah. He's, like, on the farm most of the time. And yep. go- going to town is a big deal. Yeah. So doesn't have a lot of those, like... I also, like, mm-hmm. I agree. Sorry that I cut you no, off. No, no. Um, I think it's also important, like, Aragon is still 15. Also, we should remember that Aragon is in fact 15. And when I was 15, I told some hell of a doozy lies I was that get away everyone with was it. like, uh-huh, sure. So I think that's a good thing to remember as yep. well. Yeah, Aragon thought that Gara and Rowan didn't notice him hanging out outside all the time with the dragon. Yep. And the actual thing is, you're just lucky your family is not curious. Or like super nosy. Like, they are yeah. not inquisitive. They will just be like, whatever, got my own thing. But they absolutely talked about it when you were like, late for dinner. Aragon outside again? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That was it. it. Yeah, that came up. (laughs) That was it. They never asked, what do you think he's doing? Because they don't care. But they were like, they were aware. Aragon. Yep. But yeah, I just Mm -hmm. thought that was like, I was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Aragon, just stop. Yeah, yeah. Aragon, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can we talk about Horse's house? Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's gorgeous. Okay, I want to read the paragraph. Oh, I'm going to, hold on. I got to highlight it in purple. Hold on. Uh, Horse had built his two-story house on a hill so he could enjoy a view of the mountains. He had lavished all of his skill on it. The shale roof shadowed a railed balcony that extended from a tall window on the second floor. Each water spout was a snarling gargoyle, and every window and door was framed with carvings of serpents, hearts, ravens, and knotted vines. Gorgeous. like Best house ever. Best house. And Uh. it's like the blacksmith. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course he's the best house. Yeah, of course. He does all the things. Built it, and he built it. He built it. Yeah. Like, yeah. We know, and we talk about Rowan wanting to build a house for him and his wife. You know he's got, like, he could never, like, have the skill of horse, because that's not his skill set. He's a farmer. But the idea of building something so beautiful. Yeah. And you, like... Horse's house is probably the talk of the town. Oh, it's the best house. Oh, 100%. Best house. You think Sloan lives in that house? No. Absolutely not. No. So it's, yeah. So I think like that idea, like Rowan probably grew up probably almost like maybe, I don't know how long it took Horse to like, I don't think it's ever, that's not brought up. Yeah. But like, I think that's important. Like 
Rowan like seeing that house and then being like, oh, Horst made that. Like, because they go to no, dinner yeah. at Horst. Yeah. And so whenever they're house. in town. And so I think Rowan was like, I want to do this. Yeah. That, I want to do That's his spark house. of inspiration. Yeah. This house. Good house. Yeah. Uh, we meet Elaine, Horst's yep. wife, a small willowy woman with refined features and a silky blonde hair pinned into a bed. And I like Elaine, too. Yeah. All the women in this chapter are great. Yeah. Uh, it's just Gertrude and Elaine, but we haven't seen any women for a while. Yeah. Was the last time we saw Katrina? That's the last time there's been a woman in the chapter yeah. of the story. Yeah. So. No, and I think we move on. <clears throat> no, I agree. And, like, they're both, like, so good. Like, both of them are just, like, I really like their descriptions and how they are told and their dialogue. Like, I like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're very distinct. They sound, Gertrude and Elaine both sound very distinct from each yes, other. Yes. So. Absolutely. Um, when they arrive, Elaine has been like, I was just about to come get you. He's not doing well. So Gertrude heads up. Yep. Elaine offers to help Aragon up the stairs, but he's there like, no, I can do it myself. It takes him a while. Hey, Katrina's here. Yep. Katrina. Stood, Katrina stood by a fireplace boiling rags. She looked up, murmured a condolence, and then returned to her work. Katrina is there trying to take care of Rowan's dad. Yep. Like, she's, she probably sees him as, like, a, not, maybe, like, a father, like, a she, okay, father-in-law. She knows him. Yeah, she's over here. They're like, uh, yeah, so I'm going to marry Rowan. Yeah. And Garo's going to be my father-in-law. Yeah. And, yeah, this is, in her head, like, this is already my family. Yeah. And I think, like, probably the moment, because it's been two days, the moment she found out that Garo, Was- she went. Yeah. Like, I feel immediately. She was yeah. like, nope, that's yeah, where she, I Yeah, and she's been there yep. the whole time. I think maybe Absolutely. Horst has to make her go home. Yep. Or to, even, to like, deal, like Sloane probably is like, you A have Sloan to come home should, now. Probably Horst yeah. would try to encourage her to go rest herself, but Sloane would show up and make She'll her come like, home. She'll be like, no, that's you're coming home with me. You're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. But, yeah, it's it's bad. Yep, like it's said, really bad. Don't don't throw your punch or don't pull your punches. Yeah. Ooh, his Skin on his face was sunken like a cadaver's. Like, yeah, like rough. Everything is bad, and like, like that's like it. And it's like he looks like a corpse. Mm-hmm. He was still, save for subtle tremors from his shallow breathing. It's just like, yeah. and like already, like again, going back like several chapters, Gara was described as thin, mm-hmm. and so it's like like picturing an old an old thin man in this condition is just so alarming it's so alarming many times like when aragon's like can't you do anything about those like talking about the wounds i've tried everything salves poultices tinctures but nothing works if the wounds close he would have a better chance still things may turn for the better he's hardy and strong and people keep telling that to aragon like that's what gertrude said when he was like oh you know when he first woke up and he's worried about him he's like oh he's badly injured yeah, it's like I think Horse mentions it too. Like they keep reassuring Aragon. It's going to be okay. Yeah, he is hardy and strong. But like you said, Lucy, we just saw him beforehand. He was described as like thin. That doesn't mean someone isn't hardy and strong. Yeah. But Garrow is old. He's older. And this is mm-hmm. a serious injury. Yeah. Can I get can I get a little real? This might be a little too real. Can I get a little real Absolutely. right here? So like there's, there is a, I think like everyone in here is trying to do Aragon good being like, Hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But you don't know that. Yeah. And like when you go through something traumatic, hi, you like people telling me it's going to be fine. And I'm like, 
you don't know, you don't that. know that and then the worst possible thing happens mm-hmm. and it's you do almost feel a sense of like not necessarily hate mm-hmm. but anger towards the people who told you it was going to be okay yeah like why and, would you lie to me yeah and it's like especially like when people make light of it mm-hmm. especially like it's just not for, so, like, for me, like, reading this, especially now, because, like, obviously, when I first read this, I hadn't gone through the bad experience. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me reading it again was, like, almost feeling anger towards these characters, like, in the background. Like, yeah. my for, my full front emotions was just enjoying, I'm reading a book and it's yeah, sad yeah, and Garrow yeah. and no, no. But, like, the background was frustration mm-hmm. at these characters being, like, he's going to be good. He's going, you know, he's hardy, he's strong, he's going to be okay. Yeah. And, like, just that small voice, you don't know that. Yeah, you, you don't, don't know, know that. that. And so that's, that's why, like, I'm just very... I'm very careful when someone is going through something. I don't want to say it's going to be okay because... Mm-hmm. It might not. Yeah. And I don't want to be like give false hope yeah. and also just like be it's going to be fine. Just brushing, brushing off, it off their yeah. emotions and what they're exp- I'm like, no, that's not OK. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sorry. That maybe got no, a little absolutely. too real, but it no, was no, like, no. yeah, I think I was welcome, uh, especially because like I think what it, it's an interesting balancing place because it's also like it's like they no one's like because like Gertrude is straight up saying like he's not good. Like, yeah. Things are pretty bad. I've tried everything like the wounds aren't closing. But I think she's trying to be optimistic yeah. because Garo is hardy and strong, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, but also it's like Aragon is in a very fragile state, and mm-hmm. like they could also be worried if they're like, "There's no hope." Like, what that will do to him? That's very true. While he's still recovering, yeah. But yeah, it is it is complicated. Like, and then like Aragon moved to a corner and sank to the floor. This isn't the way things are supposed to be, mm-hmm. and like highlighted that. Yeah, like that was the the big one for me. Was like when something terrible happens, your brain, especially if you're not accustomed to such things being yeah. commonplace, when you have lived what we'd probably call a semi charmed life. Yeah, right? absolutely like, comfortable, comfortable life. Yeah, yeah. Era, like they're not rich they've had hardships his mm-hmm. aunt died his mother's gone yeah. like aragon's like an orphan raised by his like aunt and uncle like he's gone through things that are rough but like by and large everything is okay yeah and so i, I like also related like personal experiences of like being someone who grew up with a life where everything was like okay and then all of a sudden it isn't yeah and inside your brain is just screaming it's not supposed to be this way it's not supposed to be this isn't how things are in my life it's not supposed to be this way and that forcing yourself to be on the journey of but it is this way yep you have to acknowledge what's happening and eventually being like but it is this way yeah but this is what's happening like there is no isn't or is it is or isn't supposed to be this way there just is this way yep I'm supposed to. Yep. But oof, Katrina, like, you know, kneels beside him, puts an arm around him, like, tries to comfort him, like, and then gives him space when Aragon does her. Katrina. <sighs> it's so good. Is my favorite character, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, and I think that's a really good. So, this is another thing, too. Says like, nothing in this chapter. Katrina yeah. has said nothing in this chapter. So far, yes. But, <laughs> and, but I think that's so good because there are, there are moments in which I have to stop myself because I do this a lot. 
where you want to ask someone if they're okay, even though you do not know them okay, because you want them to say they are okay because it makes you feel better. Yeah. And that's something that I, because my, I get, I get really bad anxiety. And when Mm -hmm. I know someone's not okay, it fucking spirals and gets really bad Mm -hmm. because I want them to be okay. And I have to clamp down on that because me asking, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? is just my anxiety wanting them to say, okay, so it can calm down. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, like that is, this is not me like not and i think katrina does such a good job because mm-hmm. she's probably feeling terrible right now because yeah. like she's like her anxiety is probably going nuts because of all this like i'm supposed to be married to rowan and now like he's out of town and he's gone and i'm taking care of garrow and it's looking really bad and aragon is obviously not doing great and so she tries to comfort but when he mm-hmm. doesn't respond she doesn't still try yeah she gives she him gets space. up and leaves. she lets him know she gives he's him not space, alone like but yep. gives him the space he needs yeah. absolutely i think it's just brilliant yeah horst makes uh, aragon come downstairs and uh eats or or what I, another thing i love is like they sit down they're having a huge dinner like horse sons elbrick and baldor such good fantasy names. names i love them they're so good uh so aragon sits down elaine gives him a plate piled high with food you don't have to eat said elaine but it's there if you want and I think like that's also like a really good like yeah when you're going through something like traumatic or just being feeling disconnected. It's like you do need to eat, but you can't mostly cannot eat. Yeah. So it's like when people are like, Oh, you need to eat, you need, you need to, to eat. eat. I know that, but I can't. So I yeah. like Elaine just like I think there's a lot of examples of people trying to help support someone else through grief and trauma yeah. very well. Setting aside the oh, he's will be hardy yeah i will say like no one to be their credit no one ever says he's going to, to be, be fine. okay yeah they just say like basically it's like well hope let's not give up hope let's not yet. give up hope yeah like yeah. there is yeah, that's true things can't we things may get better yeah like we things like, like it's don't not give up we, yeah don't give up. yeah we, we haven't given up yet you yeah. shouldn't either yeah absolutely but yeah it is still like oof yeah but yeah aragon doesn't eat much no nope. and, and it's still like i kind of just highlighting that yeah. just a little bit more is i i do like that she gives him the option. Yeah. And she's like, you don't have to, but it's there. And he does. He does. It's a couple and it, bites. it's like, I, I really feel like it is that thing where you're like, you have to eat. And you're like, well, now I don't want to eat. I literally so- <laughs> don't. Yeah. I'm like, now you're going to So I think if it's given the, the option, it's just like, I'm going to try kind of thing. Yeah. So. Like he's like, barely can swallow foods. But yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, you're good. But then Horace finally is like, I know this isn't the best time, but we need to know what happened. I don't really remember. But you want to do a reading? Uh, yeah, we can do a reading. Like to be who Aragon? You, who, I could be I can be Aragon. I know this isn't the best time, but we need to know what happened. I don't really remember. Aragon, I was one of the people who went out to your farm. Your house didn't just fall apart. Something tore it to pieces, surrounding it with tracks of a giant beast I've never seen nor heard of before. Others saw them too. Now, if there's a shade or a monster roaming around... We have to know. You're the only one who can tell us. When I left Carvajal four days ago, there were strangers in town asking about a stone like the one I found. You talked to me about them, and because of that, I hurried home. Nothing nothing happened that night. The next morning, I finished my chores and went walking in the forest. Before long, I heard an, I heard an explosion and saw smoke above the trees. I rushed back as fast as I could, but whoever did it was already gone. I dug through the wreckage and found Garrow. 
uh, oh, here's something we forgot to talk about in the last chapter. Yeah. When Aragon and Safira get Garo out of the wreckage, something falls from his hand. It's a scrap of fabric oh, yeah. that Aragon pockets. There is something I forgot about last chapter, too. I was going to yeah. criticize, uh, but we can we can wait on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to criticize that, which I, we can. Uh, but it's like Aragon recognizes it. It's like it's a scrap of like the stranger's clothing. So they yep. know for a fact it was those strangers yep, absolutely. who attacked Garo. Now, what do we want to criticize, Luz? Um, So one of the things I'm going to go back a bit. So it talks about when he finds when he first finds Garo. Um, a hand extended from under a section of a collapsed roof. It moved weakly and he grasped it with a cry. And then later when they dig him out, uh, let me see if I can find it. Garrow lay on his stomach, his clothes mostly torn off. How did you raise your hand out of the rubble when you are on your stomach? Well, I think it's like I've been reached out to the side. Yeah, yeah. I think out to the side or out of in front. Out of in him. front, that could make Just sense under the rubble. So I, it's not. I don't think it's like sticking up. Yeah, because like my sprouting. my brain. I also pictured straight up, up. Like, and then it was his on like, his stomach. No, it's like everything like the wall of the house yeah. on top of him. And he's so it could out. be. It could be like I. I do like the better image of him looking up, and he just sees this hand like kind of poking out. Like this, yeah, trying like to like through. Reach, I, I say yeah. like this, like y'all can see me. Yeah, it's not visual medium, <laughs> like <listen. laughs> forward. But no, that was something that I thought was funny and I yeah. forgot to mention. Uh, no, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we sorted it. Yep. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah. Aragon has to be like he's like I I don't even I don't know what happened. I just I wasn't there. Yeah. But how do I say I wasn't there? I wouldn't explain where I was. And like because he can't for I talk took a about walk. Sephira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just want to shout out Horst once again being the best, talking about how like he was one of the people who went out to the farm. Of course you were, Horst. Yep. Of course you're letting Garo, this dying man, stay in your house. Yep. You are. You went out. Of course you did, Horst. Yep. Now you are sending your sons to go inform Rowan. Rowan, because yeah, next up he's like, oh gosh, something had been after he finishes talking and stuff. Something had been overlooked, though Aragon was not sure what. Then it struck him with a sinking heart. He voiced his suspicion. Rowan doesn't know, does he? How could I have forgotten him? And Horst shook his head. He and Dimpton left a little while after you. Rowan has no idea Rowan that his home no is destroyed that and his father is dying. Just... Yeah. And it's an Aragon also just feeling the guilt of that. I have a sneeze coming on, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> I also think like Aragon has this like guilt, like obviously because he's like how could i have forgotten rowan yeah and i think it just it happens so fast it happens, yeah that's what it is like you're just like we have to like we have to get garo oh my god and Sephira takes off garo 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 like yep. to aragon's credit he has been focused on the immediate danger which was his uncle which is garo yep. the whole time so he hasn't thought about rowan because rowan has been safe or has been out of the way yep he is safe yeah thank goodness and i think that's mm-hmm. i think that's a big thing too because it's like when you're not worrying about someone or something, mm-hmm. it's literally out of mind. Yeah. And I think that's Especially like... Especially when you're in crisis. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Like how you look and be like, how did I forget to eat? Yeah. Or, how could you have forgotten your sister? Yeah. I'll take uh, that out. Uh, <laughs> that was a little different. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I also love how they acknowledge that like, Roran doesn't know, and it's not like because anyone forgot or just hadn't gone to tell him uh, the weather's been really bad. Yeah. It was too cold for the last two days. Balder and Albrecht are literally like heading out right now. Yep. And Balder tells Aragon, I'll break it to him gently. Which is like, damn, Horst! Yeah! Family! Horst 
this whole family wow. is great. And also, like, I think that has a lot to do, like, we were talking about how Aragon stayed of mind just really fast. And he mentioned how cold it was. And it's like, Aragon was walking in that. Yeah. Like, not on Saphira. Because I think Saphira are just warmth in general. Probably. Yeah, fire. Yeah. And so that's right. But he was walking for who knows how long, mm-hmm. Garrow in that cold yeah and so i think like that has a lot to do when you said you mentioned exposure and i think like that has a that has a lot to do with it too but sorry no i just yeah. got really excited because no I yeah i that. hadn't thought of that and then just i think this whole section does so like paulini does an incredible job you're not it's not grief yet it's shock Aragon yes. is in shock and is trying to like can't he's not because we're not he's not feeling anything yeah like we're never Aragon has not been like we don't we don't get any description on how he feels is it angry is it scared is it hurt is it uh because there's not a single like besides like physical sensation of like his body is stiff he's having a hard time moving we don't really have what Aragon is feeling because he's not feeling anything yet he is in shock yep and this next like paragraph does a really good job of like everyone else has left, Aragon remained at the table. His eyes focused on a knot in the wood. Every excruciating detail was clear to him. The twisting grain, an asymmetrical bump, three little ridges with a fleck of color. The knot was filled with endless detail. The closer he looked, the more he saw. He searched for answers in it, but if there were any, they eluded him. A faint call broke through his pounding thoughts. It sounded like someone yelling from outside. He ignored it. Would someone else deal with it? Several minutes later, he heard it again, louder than before. Angrily, he blocked it out. Why can't they be quiet? Garo is resting. He glanced at Elaine, but she did not seem bothered by the noise. Aragon! The roar was so strong he almost fell out of his chair. He peered around in alarm, but nothing had changed. He suddenly realized that the shouts had been inside his head. Safira? <laughs> and I think that it's like literally you have a magical, indescribable connection with your dragon best friend who's yep. actively communicating with you mentally. And you're in such a state of like shock and disassociation that Aragon is not even. It doesn't like, even click. It's not clicking for him. It's like it's something, but it's like it's outside. Like I can't. It's like literally inside your head. Yep. And I do like how like there was a pause. Yes, stone ears. And I like because like again going back, Sephira's been on her own for two years. Like she hasn't been able to days. talk to days. Excuse yeah. me, se- <laughs> two days. And mm-hmm. I said years. Um, <laughs> been out of it for two days and hasn't been able to contact him. And she yeah. probably senses he's conscious mm-hmm. and she's trying to talk to him and he's still not talking to him. That's probably scary. And that's scary. And that's what she was like, Aragon. And then he's like, Safira. And then there was a pause. And I just feel her going, oh my God. Yeah, just, just rel- oh. yeah, because the relief <laughs> seeped into him. She probably experienced the exact same thing. Yep. Like, okay. Yep. Because, yeah, she mentions that she tried to contact you many times, but you were beyond reach. Yep. I was sick, but I'm better now. And then she talks about, like, how she's like, I, after two nights of waiting, hunger bested me. I had to hunt. I know I did a lot of reading just now, but I, I no, really go like ahead, go ahead. what she says. when Because he's, now he's just talking to her. Like, he's not, he can't talk to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I think this is interesting. So he asked her, like, why couldn't I send you earlier? After two nights of waiting, hunger bested me. I had to hunt. Did you catch anything? And I think that's, like looking for comfort in talking to Safira. Grasping like, at just normalcy. Like, yeah, almost. yeah, just something. He wants to keep talking to her. Yeah. A young buck. He was wise enough to guard against predators of land, but not those of sky. When I first caught him in my jaws, he kicked vigorously and tried to escape. 
I was stronger, though, and when defeat became unavoidable, he gave up and died. Does Garo also fight the inevitable? I love that. Yeah. Just how she's like... She's like ta- ta- describing because that's what he wants, but she also knows like no, but we need to we need to come can't, back. Yeah, we can't let this this is. But because she also probably wants to know what's going on. That's her yeah. way of saying like what is going and on. And I think like for her, like she's experienced death before in the sense of prey. Yeah. But this is her first experience with this kind of near death. Yeah. And so this is the only way she can really relate. Mm-hmm. almost so she's kind of reaching out this and she's connecting to aragon in a way that she understands like hey does he also fight the inevitable like yeah like just trying to yeah. ask is he dying yeah. or is, is he, he is he healing like yeah. you sound better yeah like basically is like how's garo doing yeah. <laughs> it's like her way of asking um like i said like in they like you know can't say i won't be able to see you for a couple of days so you know stay hidden be comfortable when aragon leaves i'm gonna go back to gertrude's elaine elaine all-star of the chapter honestly as like you should stay with us you'll be closer to your uncle gertrude can have her bed back do you have enough room of course yep so she already has a bed ready yep it's like it's already an empty room so before he goes to bed like aragon goes to check like talk to gertrude uh how is he he's weak but his favor's gone down a little and some of the burns look better we'll have to wait and see but this could mean he'll recover yep that light in aragon's moved and he returned to his room and uh, eventually fell asleep healing the wounds in his body healing the wounds his body and soul had suffered i highlighted that that's last so line good. that's, that's like, such a good sleep just to like just get me away from yeah all of this. it just it just mm-hmm. it really does but the fever broke and the the uh, we're assuming your acid splash wounds. Yeah. And like, that was for me also like when Gertrude was like, hey, nothing is healing these wounds. It kind of like, again, when I first read this through, I was like, oh yeah, acid. Yeah. Like, 100% like that's not, acid. yeah, fire um, is one thing. But. Yeah. But it was, it was, I, and I, I, I do really like that Gertrude's like, you're staying with us or not Gertrude, sorry. Elaine. Elaine is like, you're staying with us. Like, mm-hmm. and it's also like one of her sons just left. So it's like, yeah, we have room. Like, oh, both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Left. So it's like, yeah, we have rooms. Like, you're good. They're yeah. not here anymore. Like, yeah. take one of their rooms. But they also have an empty room. Yeah. Yeah. So this just has like a spare bedroom. Very yep. good. Yeah. It's, uh, and I like that the last several chapters have ended on, like, literally, it's like, oh, Rowan's going to leave and he put the stone away. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. Oh, strangers in Carvajal. Oh, Brom. And run home, run yep. home, run home. Oh, Girl. flight of destiny. Oh, gosh. Uh, Garo's in danger. Oh, yep. A doom of innocence. Oh my God, Garo is dying. Really injured. Yeah. And this one, I appreciate it being a reprieve of yeah. everything. Ending like we have a hope. Like we have this. Aragon is healing. Safira is safe. Yep. Garo is, looks like he could recover. May recover. Like it's. Yep. A, I think it's very wise to like have like give your reader a break. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my writing takeaway. Give your reader a break. Yeah. If it's doom and gloom, like, can, oh, sorry. I don't want to interject with your. No, I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't, like, I, I, I get, I think this, I, I would like to, maybe just like, this is going to be my preference for everything for the rest of this whole podcast. Yeah. Obviously, you know your audience and your genre and your goal. Sometimes you don't give your reader a break because you want them to feel as battered and beaten and exhausted as your character. And so it's go, go, go. Actually, that makes sense because Aragon finally gets kind of a break. He's in a safe spot. 
he knows the situation. He is able to heal and recover. Yep. And so we, the reader, finally get a break. We get a break as well. Yeah. Yep. So. I agree. I don't, I don't know. How, what is it? Find opportunity to have your reader feel as your character does in the moment. And this example being Aragon finally gets a break, so so do you. Yeah. I do like that. Mm-hmm. A bad example of that, is, or at least like I found it, me personally, was the Maximum Ride series. Oh my god, the Maximum Ride series? Why would you bring that into yeah, the house? The characters don't get a break. Mm-hmm. Every time. I mean, I guess they do because they have moments of where they go shopping and they eat and they, you know, do these things. But it's every time they like, I, I very vividly, I remember they get, they have money and they buy new clothes and then they go to a restaurant because they're like you know what we're gonna treat ourselves we're gonna go to a really expensive restaurant and they get to the restaurant and then the people there they give them shit for eating there because they're all kids Uh and they're like you can't eat here without an adult and they go eh fuck this and they jump onto the table open their wings and fly away okay it's like what and like and i just there's like so many it's and it was because i remember being so frustrated because they never, it was like every time they got like clothes or they actually got supplies, mm-hmm. it was taken from them mm-hmm. in like the next chapter or the next page. Oh, and it that's was too over. frequent. That's too frequent. It was frequent. over and over. And yeah. I was just so. And, and they, this is because repetitive. Yeah. And it was just, it was like ever over and over again. And it was like, oh, they got stuff and then they're captured and they lose everything. And then they, they break free. And then, oh, one of them gets really injured and then they have to heal up. And then they, they kind of rest for a couple days. And oh, this whole new group comes in and kidnaps them again. And they drag them off to this place. And then they have to break out of that. And as soon as they break out of that, the first people were chasing them. And it's just like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. That's that's when like when it's said like sometimes it's like you want your reader to feel as like battered and exhausted yeah. the characters going and going. But what you described is like ridiculously repetitive. It, it felt so it's just the same pattern again and again. Yeah. Like now you've just become like too predictable. Yeah. Like yes, everything's gonna go wrong now. And mm-hmm, yeah, yep, like and now we do this. Yeah, like, human- it's been years since I read these no, but books. I remember so that, I, that's the, that vibe feels it was accurate. The, yeah. It was. I just remember being so. I'm like, can they not just have a break? Because like I was feeling frustrated for them because I was like, just give them like a week where they just they actually hide successfully. Yeah. Like give them a week. Like that's just, all I'm asking really, for. Really, and, and I would say like that one's also like when I said like oh give your readers a break because sometimes it's it, even if it's like oh I want the character the reader to feel exhausted it's like yeah 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 but your reader is a human person and if you're and if the labor of reading the text becomes too exhausting they'll just stop yeah because they get to walk away yep mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that was just that, like, that popped in my head where I was like, give your reader a please. Yeah. Because the max, I, I like, I finished, I did the whole series, I read the whole series, but I just remember being really frustrated with a lot of, like, the go, mm-hmm. go, 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 yep. capture, 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 injure, mm-hmm. injure, injure, and, like, never actually fully healing. Like, I do remember that <sighs> oh, being a thing where, like, they would get, like, wounded and then never actually be able to fully heal um without getting more wounds or without getting captured again and i feel like there might have been even an option where they get wounded get captured and that's how they heals because they're in, I, it's a I don't yeah know. it was it was wild but anyway sorry yeah. no. <laughs> it's yeah. just like shit i think yeah it's like i think my thing where i take it is like it's okay to give your readers and your characters a break sometimes yeah even for a moment yeah and i think like 
how Paulini does it. It is, and I think it's also important because I agree entirely. Mm-hmm. I also think it's important that it fits with the story. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. you, the creator. Like sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, but I'm like, ah, give me a break. Yeah, I'm tired. Give me it's, a break. It's 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 difficult, and it's also like you don't want to. What it what is it? You don't want to force your character to the plot. You want or you don't want the plot to surround your character. What is it? You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like... Yeah, but I'm not sure what the wording is. Yeah, but it's kind of like that where it's like you don't want to force something that seems... Like, you don't want to give Aragorn a break when he flees... Oh, in the mountains. Into the that, mountains. That would have been wild. Like, that that would have been, been... Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. like, that's... No, that wouldn't make any sense because mm-hmm. Garrow's still in danger and there's still, like, mm-hmm. high stakes like that. Mm-hmm. But just, like, I guess, like, build up to... Yeah a break that fits yeah i think that lays into like recognizing that like storytelling specifically is there is the mechanical aspect to it like there is the actual structure of it and how you build and that comes in like the polishing and stuff and realizing like oh things have been like go 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 i need to add a moment of like beat to give a break so it's not like you don't get that like like almost like empathy fatigue for yeah. characters where it's like i can't anymore you're always in danger i don't know what you want from me yeah absolutely so i agree mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah don't give your readers empathy fatigue <laughs> that can be really exhausting yeah what do you got Liz? um honestly i don't know i think that's a really good one yeah um, no i think it's fine like if yeah. we have ones where we're like no that can be our like our takeaway i like from that it. Yeah. i will say there was one thing i did want to mention just yeah. before we close out so the paragraph you read where aragon is looking at the knot uh-huh. in this wood and i read it and i was thinking like if er if paulini i almost said aragon if paulini had sent this to a publisher out like we give a lot of crap for paulini for parents being in a publishing yeah, yeah, yeah. thing but if like he had sent this to another publisher, that paragraph would have been taken out. Yeah, and that would have been a huge mistake. And that's, that, that is, that is echoing because in what your brain does when you are in shock. Exactly. And I think, like, that's, I think, like, again, give a lot of crap for Paulini about yeah, yeah. parents and publishing and all the things. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, listen, it, don't come to my school and tell me you could be a published author when you're 18 years old and then leave out the most important detail <laughs> about it's right? not just what you know, but who you know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's moments like these where you kind it's almost like recognition of like what that meant the value like, of yeah it, because yeah. he could Paulini could publish this book in the way that he wanted it mm-hmm. to be published and had it, more like a lot more creative control one hundred percent product and got to keep all these details that did make it difficult for me to read the second one, which is mm-hmm. why I got the got them all on CDs. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was I, definitely a point where we could have been like, yeah, this could have been cut. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it you're does... You're not talking. This could have been cut. It, it just, uh, I think, like, in this moment particularly, it's just, like, we would have missed out what your brain does, which mm-hmm. is just focuses, like, when you're feeling that way, you just focus on a thing and you just take in the details without really recognizing it Mm -hmm. and that's just being like tell me your secrets yeah it's like (laughs) tell me your secrets it's like this is not important this is the least important thing in the world yeah I need the least important thing in the world for a little bit absolutely so listener go ahead and give us your geodes last episode we called to hear about your sparks of inspiration so many of you got back to us and and we we just don't have time to okay you got us we're recording this immediately after the last episode that is why we have nothing to share yet yes but surely we will and we will definitely do so in the future and hey maybe we'll be able to share your geodes as well depending on how recording 
lines up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Just, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, again, it's following up. Don't need a super, super, like, here's the, yeah, doom and gloom. Doom and examples. gloom, yes. Tell us what you're making. Yeah, if tell you, us an if inspiration. If it's on the internet and you can send us a link so we can, like, see it or experience it or listen to it, do that too. Yeah. And if it's something you would like the rest of the the podcast listening community to to have, let us know. We'd be more than happy to, t- to like, talk about it and even drop links to it yeah shout out yeah we'd be happy to shout out the things that are delightful yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i agree as always send us those wonderful sparks of inspiration your geodes or if you just had any thoughts about this chapter in general like hit us up at aragon pod on instagram that's where we're at we would love to hear from you thank you so much for listening and lucy thank you so much for being with me on this journey of course and thank you for joining me on this journey <sighs> Always a pleasure. It's always good. (laughs) And until next time, she's Lucy Hart. And she's Darian Smart. And this is Aragon. And back again. Bye.